Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, the podcast that empowers you to feel younger longer and to enjoy the relationships in your life. I'm Dr. Debbie Osmond, your host, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. According to a 2016 study, there are about 41% of Americans who actually make New Year resolutions. But unfortunately, only 9% of those people feel that they are successful in keeping those resolutions. But you know, it doesn't have to be this way. Because really that means that 91% of people who set a New Year resolution forget them by the end of the year. So I hope to raise your expectations today. In today's podcast, we're going to simplify making New Year resolutions. And I hope this will increase your confidence and increase your success. You know, we're designed to be in relationship with God and with other people. Uh, We want to be, you know, feeling good and more energetic, clear-headed. All of that is a part of our relationships. Now, in this podcast, I always look at these bodies as merely our relationship vehicles. Now, we're not going to live forever. Nothing can make us do that. But we want to really be alive while we're alive. And and I'm coming from a biblical perspective on that, uh, that we have some responsibility in taking care of these relationship vehicles. So today I want to tell you about what I call the, the start somewhere mindset. And this has helped a lot of my patients, a lot of my wellness coaching clients actually make Set goals, make resolutions that stick. So first of all, there's just three parts. It's very simple. First of all, I recommend that you start with small goals that are based on how you want to feel. Um, this this is really important. When you when you kind of be, you know explore that emotion on how you want to feel, you'll be able to put it into words. I mean, for me, um, I just turned 64 and I want to be able to wake up in the morning and feel optimistic, hopeful about the day. I want to be able to get up and, and you know, depending on what the time looks like, I want to have new projects. I want to have, you know, walks, walk and talks with my friends. You know, I want to to really be engaged in life. So think about how you want to feel and avoid, uh, you know, getting overwhelmed by this. I mean, define what you want, how you want to feel and think about what you want to do. Now think about it in only like 30 days or less uh, because it's really a moving time frame. You can do whatever you decide you want to do. Think about doing it for you know 30 days and then reassess. You might reassess in two weeks and move that forward even 30 more days. Now, I want to give you a real life example in talking about that, the start somewhere mindset. Uh, I had a patient years ago, a wellness coaching patient that I'm going to call Mandy. And uh, she came in and she's like, Dr. Debbie, I am addicted to Dr. Pepper. And so, you know, in my mind, that was really surprising. But when she told me that she would drink eight cans of Dr. Pepper a day, I was pretty shocked because in fact, that was almost the only liquid that she was drinking from morning to night. And, she, and, and Mandy knew that this addiction was really interfering with her life. I mean, she'd recently had 
uh, lots of expensive dental work, including you know, like root canals and crowns, big stuff. Uh, she was having digestive problems. She was um, gaining weight. She was outgrowing clothes. One of the things she said that she wanted to feel good in her clothes and she didn't feel good anymore when she would go out with friends and family. Um, and also her blood pressure was a little high, which was a new thing and likely due to this, you know, chronic unintentional dehydration that I talk so much about that was caused by these caffeinated drinks all day long. But the problem was that she enjoyed drinking Dr. Pepper. You know, although she wanted to break the craving, this was a part of her life that she really enjoyed. So, so basically what we did was set some very small goals, you know, what I call start somewhere goals, and uh, helped her break it down. So, so the first step is always to think about how you want to feel and, and make it small, make, make small goals. Uh, she decided that uh, she wanted to learn to replace the Dr. Pepper with some other liquids, but she didn't want to give up Dr. Pepper. And I thought that was a really good thing because it's just so drastic to go from you know, eight Dr. Peppers a day to zero. Uh, you don't want to make your goals add stress to your life. And you don't want to make whatever you're trying to give up become the forbidden fruit because when it does, it will dominate your thoughts. So set some small goals. Think about how you want to feel. That's the first thing. And then second, put these goals into the SMART framework. Now, a SMART goal is simply a guide that simplifies goal setting. It's an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Timely. Now, using this small acronym greatly enhances your odds of achieving a goal. It's amazing. It sounds too simple to be true, but it's really been proven. Uh, it helps you know like what next steps to take. So, so let's take Mandy's Dr. Pepper habit and put it into a SMART goal. Now, of course, it has to be um, well-defined and clear. This is what specific means in the SMART goal. So she wanted to break her addiction to Dr. Pepper, um, but she didn't say she wanted to totally eliminate Dr. Pepper from her life. She just wanted to not let Dr. Pepper control her life. Now, the goal also had to be measurable. Uh, she, she had to know where she started. She started with eight 12-ounce cans, cans of Dr. Pepper a day. And, you know, it's, it's important to know, you know, where, where you're moving from. Now, the goal also has to be achievable. Uh, for Mandy, you know, again, this was not going cold turkey because that would not work for her. Uh, it was just too much a part of her life. Uh, it was it was such a habit for her to reach for a Dr. Pepper first thing, first thing in the morning. So uh, I thought this was really great the way she did this. Now, it was realistic to start low and go slow. Uh, her goal did not, again, didn't include like pretending she didn't like Dr. Pepper. No, she still loved it. And her goal was timely. She decided to reduce her intake um, over a 12-week a span. But she was going to take it in 30-day increments, um, of course. Now, she was going to reduce, and what she decided to do was reduce it by one can a week and just kind of go from there. So if we put it all together, her goal would look, you know, something like this. Um, I want to 
you know, break my addiction to Dr. Pepper, that's specific. Uh, I want to drink no more eventually than, you know, one 12 ounce can a day. Um, I will, you know, decrease my intake by one can a week uh, as much as possible until I get down to um, two cans a day, which is measurable. And then she said that when I get to two cans a day, I want the option to dilute and to taper more slowly. So that's, you know, we're, we're talking about eight cans over 12 weeks. So that's how it worked out for her. Now that's achievable and realistic. You know, she said, I'm going to give myself 12, 12 weeks to achieve this goal. That's timely. The great news is that she did it. I mean, she, um, she, she knew that she wouldn't be without it. And so by the time she got to like 11 weeks, she was diluting one Dr. Pepper uh, over several hours a day. She need, she liked it early in the morning. And then she started replacing it with water and she felt so much better. Her blood pressure equalized. Um, she started just naturally losing some weight because for one thing, she felt better just happy, being more hydrated. And so she would, would feel like, you know, getting out and taking a walk. So it's just great. She, um, she put that goal into a smart goal and that gave her a nice framework for dealing with it. So thirdly, uh, the third thing that I think is part of this start somewhere mindset is to give yourself grace. You know, it's totally okay to modify your resolution. You're the boss of your vitality. You're the boss of your health span. And you have to remember this. I mean, you're the one that lives in this relationship vehicle and you get to choose how you want to treat it. Um, you know, if you, if you realize down the road that your goal was not exactly what you wanted, it's totally fine to pivot and to modify that goal. You know, and of course, I think in this, it goes without saying, do not compare yourself with anybody else. Never compare yourself to anyone else and don't let anyone else compare you. You know, uh, there's, I don't know who said it, but comparison is really the thief of joy. And uh, we want to invite as much joy into our lives as possible. So with this start somewhere mindset, you really set yourself up for success and you minimize feeling like a failure. You feel, minimize, you know, feeling like a loser. If you set some giant goal that's really unachievable, you're just setting yourself up to feel bad. I think it's important here to mention the Hebbian Law. If you've been a listener to Vitality Made Simple, you know that I have all these favorite dead guys that I love, and Donald Hebb is one of them. I just really appreciate and respect the Hebbian Law, uh, which is also called Hebb's Theory. And when I was in wellness coaching training at Mayo Clinic, uh, the mantra there was, what fires together, wires together. And that is a very powerful statement. What fires together, wires together. Now, I assumed that Mayo Clinic had figured that out, but I was wrong. Later in my research, I realized that the credit actually goes to a Canadian named Donald Hebb, who was the pi a pioneer in um, behavioral neuroscience. He lived from uh, 1904 to 1985. So, Part of my life, part of my lifespan, which is pretty exciting. Uh, basically, the Hebbian law says neurons that fire together wire together. So, in other words, the more you dwell on something, or the more you think a certain thought, the more that thought becomes permanent. So, you know, as you think something over and over and over, um, whether you know it's whether it evokes emotion, you know 
whatever that thought is, that becomes more automatic in your brain. You know, think about, you know, learning a song or a jingle. You know, that's what, what, what fires together, wires together. So it's really important to be intentional when it comes to vitality. You have to manage your thoughts and you have to keep out that negative self-talk. Talk. You have to focus on telling yourself what you really want to, to believe, what you know, what you believe. You have to tell yourself the truth. Uh, so when you fail to meet a goal, you you don't want to be like, well, I'm a loser. No, you want to be like, well, okay, how do I modify this goal? And, and that will help you increase your confidence for future goals. You know, life is all about learning to adapt to different situations as we get older. Um, you know, things change, relationships change, and you want to be resilient to be able to adapt to that. You don't want to ever perceive yourself as a failure. Now, according to Donald Hebb, um, you know, when the axon cell A is close enough to excite the axon cell B in a repetitive and persistent way, then some type of growth process or metabolic change actually takes place so that both cells, in both cells, so that the efficiency of the activation between the cells increases. So, you know, that's the big, you know, $10 way of saying what fires together, wires together. In other words, there's a real uh, metabolic change that happens with what you think over and over. You know, there, those, if we could dissect the brain, we would see that things look differently based on what you're thinking. I mean, that is why I believe it's just so important to, to develop a st start somewhere mindset and to give you yourself grace. Um, you know, you may need to, to start over and um, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. I, did, I, I think um, in our world, setting, setting ourselves up for failure or with unachievable goals uh, is very common. I mean, people often do what they think they should do. They think what other people think they should do. But um, you don't want to do this. It might be normal to set goals and then forget them by the end of the year. I mean, as I said earlier, that's what 91% of the people who set goals do. They forget them, you know, within 12 months. Um, but even though that's normal, we want to resist normal here at Vitality Made Simple. Remember, normal is defined as the usual or the regular pattern. And normal may be what's typical in the world. And there's a lot of things typical in the world at this time that we don't want to be. Uh, normal is what becomes familiar. So that's why you have to be intentional about this. Um, normal is not good. Consider what normal is in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, and totally stressed out. We don't want to be normal. We want to use these awesome brains that we've been given to live optimally. Remember, simplify your goal uh, by starting with the start somewhere mindset. You know, use small goals that are based on how you want to feel. Put your goals into the SMART framework. Make them specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And thirdly, give yourself grace modify if necessary. Thank you for joining me for episode 84 of Vitality Made Simple. We're now in, let's see, 1,038 cities 
in 70 countries. Um, that's so exciting. That's all because of you. I thank you for listening. Please subscribe and please share. Blessings until next time.